What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Through My Eyes podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Nick. And today, today, ladies and gentlemen, this episode will be a continuance of my last couple of podcasts where the topic was the 2022 NBA playoffs. And ladies and gentlemen, if you have not tuned in to these playoffs, please go on YouTube, go on any service that you watch sports and tune in. Turn it on and tune in because these games, these series have been pretty damn entertaining. Not all of them, but most of them have been entertaining. And I'm going to get into my favorite series and then get into my least favorite series. So with that intro out of the way, let's get into my favorite series. And that series is a series that has basketball titans going head to head the Boston Celtics versus the Brooklyn Nets and this series as a whole has been very entertaining in the first game Kyrie put on a show in the first half not missing a single shot showing Boston that he is not playing around that my man means business in this series But sadly, that didn't matter because Boston took the game and won. Kyrie finished the game with 39 points, five rebounds, and six assists, and also four steals on defense. But a game-winning layup by Jason Tatum sealed the game for Boston. The Boston Celtics have been playing so well as a team. Their whole squad is averaging over 15 points on offense. Tatum averaging 25. Smart averaging 16. Jalen Brown averaging 22. And the big hitter, Al Horford, averaging 18 points. That was the biggest surprise for me. Because everyone was saying, oh, without Robert Williams, oh, without Robert Robert Williams, these guys are not going to be able to do anything. Al Horford has stepped up. Daniel Tice has stepped up. Exactly what I expected. I expected these guys to step up, especially Al Horford. He is a seasoned vet. He has been here before on the Celtics, on the Hawks. My man Al Horford has done this before, and he is playing great minutes, putting up great production for the Boston Celtics. And this series looks like it's just in their hands. Despite Kyrie putting on a show in both games, averaging over 24 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 assists in this series, it's just Boston has the upper hand just because they play better as a unit, and they're bigger. They have more size. Their bench has players like Grant Williams, a guy guy that's 6'8", with a 6'9 wingspan, who's also a pretty big dude who can grab boards, guard one through five. And they have guys like Peyton Pritchard and Derek White who come off the bench who aren't that big, but can run the offense, shoot the three at a deadly rate, and play great perimeter defense, especially Derek White. So the Boston Celtics just have the makeup of a better team. 
even though the Brooklyn Nets have KD and Kyrie, two powerhouse players that on any team are going to put up numbers and get your team wins, they're just not going to beat Boston. And it's sad to say because we're going to miss out on seeing these two powerhouse players for the rest of the playoffs. But, you know, that's just the way the cookie crumbles in the NBA playoffs. That's just that's just the way it goes. And Boston is just the better team. Now to move on to the next series that caught my eye for sure. The Memphis Grizzlies versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. And think about this series is the first game, Minnesota got the dub. And everyone was changing tune like, oh, my God, is Minnesota going to win this series? Is it going to be an upset? No, it's not going to be an upset because the next two games, (laughs) Memphis completely took over and just did not look back. The first game, the score is 130 to 117. Yeah, Minnesota balled out. Anthony Edwards had an amazing game, dropped 36 points, hit four threes, was a dynamo on offense. Patrick Beverly had a very clutch defensive and offensive game hitting very clutch threes down the stretch to shut down the Memphis Grizzlies but the following two games was just not the same story in game two Memphis wiped out uh Minnesota out rebounding them out assisting them out assisting them by 13 out rebounding them by eight shooting way better from field goal percentage Way better from three-point percentage, three-point range, and field goal range. I don't know why I said percentage. They just played better as a unit like they have been doing the whole season. This is why they're a top three seed in the Western Conference. The Memphis Grizzlies are just, they're just not a fluke. They're a very talented young team that is coached very well by a young coach. And in their third game, Minnesota actually had the lead going into halftime. And Kat said, we're in Minnesota now. This is our house. And it looked, (laughs) and he would have, and he ate his words because the next half, Minnesota came back. I mean, Memphis came back and stole the show. Final score, 104-95. They won the game by nine points. John Moran finished the game with a triple-double. Brandon Clark had 20 points off the bench. Tyus Jones had 11 points, five rebounds, and four assists off the bench. Desmond Bain had a great game. He had 26 points, hitting seven threes. (laughs) And Memphis just didn't look back from there. And it looks like they're just not going to look back at all in this series in general. And they're going to run away with this series. Minnesota put up a fight. They might win one more game. They could potentially win the next game. But that's about it. I got Memphis taking over this series. Even though Memphis might gentlemen sweep them, or not gentlemen sweep because Minnesota will be winning one more game. Even if the game even if it goes to game five, game six, it's still gonna be a very entertaining series just because of the offensive firepower that both of these teams possess. Now to move on to the next series that's been pretty entertaining not as entertaining as the other series and it's because philly has just wiped the floor with the toronto raptors on the offensive end and on the defensive end the funny thing is before the series even started people were just writing off not writing off philadelphia but they were like oh toronto is the perfect team 
to lock down Philadelphia. They have the size. They have the length just because Toronto bodied them in a regular season game a couple weeks before the playoffs. But Philly completely shut down all that talk because they're up 3-0 in this series. They're bodying them. They're bodying them when it comes to points. They average 115 points per game in this series, while Toronto averages 103 points. Nobody on their squad other other than OG Ananobi averages over 20 points. He's averaging 24 points, 4 rebounds, and 3 assists. But as a team, they're shooting 40, 44% from field goal range compared to Philly's 51% from field goal range. Also, everybody on Philly, all of Philly's main stars, their main core four is averaging over 15 points per game. And Beatle, 27 and 13, three assists. Harden with 17 points, five rebounds, and 10 assists. Tyrese Maxey averaging 26 points, five rebounds, and three assists. And Tobias Harris, who's really stepped up, averaging 19 points, nine rebounds, and two assists. And with Tobias Harris stepping up, it really makes Philly just an extra step more dangerous, an extra tier more dangerous, because they during the regular season when they acquired James Harden, Tobias Harris was struggling to find his footing with the team. But now it seems like he is one of their primary scoring options. And James Harden has kind of stepped back and taken more of a point guard role. His points have gone down, but his assist numbers stay the same. His rebounds numbers have stayed the same. His point numbers have just gone down. And he's just become more of a traditional point guard. And it's kind of sad to see because I miss the... James Harden that would score in bunches, drop 30-plus points, 50-plus points. Hopefully he goes off like that in the playoffs this year and helps Philly because I don't know if Tobias can keep this up. Hopefully he does. I think Tyrese Maxey will keep it up. I've been a big fan of Tyrese Maxey since he came into this league, since he's been at Kentucky. I've been a fan of Tyrese Maxey. I just believe he has star potential running all over him. He's He has a strong grind factor about him he does not leave the gym there's stories about him being the last one to leave they have to lock the gym so he doesn't get in he just has that much dedication and drive and love for the game of basketball and I just saw that in him and I just felt like he was going to be a star and bro's a star he's going off for Philly he's won some he won the first game for Philly hitting some deep threes hitting some clutch threes and even though Toronto is down 3-0 in this series, Toronto fans should not be sad because they made the playoffs despite not having a single all-star. Actually, they do have an all-star. They have Fred Van Fleet. Despite not having a single superstar, they made the playoffs. Pascal Siakam puts up solid numbers in the regular season, but he is not a superstar. He is an all-star. They're a team full of all-stars and very solid rotation pieces that just play amazing together as a unit. Nick Nurse is one of the best coaches in the NBA. And they're going to be back in the playoffs next year. And with the and with their rookie, Scotty Barnes, I, haven't, I didn't even talk about him all during this podcast. Scotty Barnes is one of the most talented players, one of the most young, talented players in the league. And he is going to be a phenom, a phenom. He's going to be one of the best players in about five years. I just, he's talented on both sides of the ball magic johnson just put his official stamp on it said bro reminds me of him myself when i was younger scotty barnes is that guy and 
Toronto just should just be blessed that they have Scotty Barnes, Gary Trent Jr., OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van. Their team is stacked, and they're gonna they're gonna do some damage in the following years in the NBA playoffs. Now to get on to, I could say not my least favorite series, but just not as entertaining of a series. Jazz versus Mavs. Mavs have been bodying the Jazz this whole series, despite not having Luka Doncic in the lineup. Jalen Brunson has taken over for the Mavericks, averaging 32 points, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists. As a team, they shoot over 40 47% from field goal range, and they're just so dynamic on the offensive end, and they've been really shutting down Rudy Gobert on the offensive end as well. He's averaging over 9 points, only 9 points, and 13 rebounds, and only Point six assists. The thing about the Utah Jazz is they're most likely going to blow it all up this offseason because right now they're getting beat by Luca-less, 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 Don, I mean, I was about to say Luca-less Doncic, Luca-less Maverick squad led by Jalen Brunson, and they're just bodying the Utah Jazz. Rudy Gobert is getting outscored by Maxi Kleba, who's coming off the bench. He's getting outscored by Spencer Dinwiddie. And things are just not looking good for them. And it's it's just sad because they have a very talented squad. Bogdanovich, Mike Conley, solid players in this league who, if they're on any other team, would be putting up the same numbers they are now. So it really sucks for them, but that's just that's just the way the cookie crumbles in the playoffs, especially for the Utah Jazz. This is just like a thing for the Jazz. And last but not least, a series that I haven't really been watching, but I'm going to talk about the Bucks versus the Bulls. And right now that series is tied 1-1. And that's surprising to me because I did not think that the Bulls would get one game on the Bucks. I thought it'd be a clean sweep, but I was wrong. DeMar DeRozan went off in game two, dropping 41 points. Nikola Vucevic has been outstanding in this series. He's averaging over 20 points and 10 rebounds. And with Chris Middleton out for the Bucks, the Bulls could potentially get another game on the Bucks. I don't see them. I don't see that switching the series odds over to the Bulls, but it makes it a little harder for the Bucks. And guys like Drew Holiday and Grayson Allen are now going to have to step up more on the offensive end. All right, y'all. That is my podcast for today. Hope y'all enjoyed it and big deuces.